It's the hot topic universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I uh, I did have a, a stint back in uh, in 06 at a hot topic, so it's true. Like they yeah, fucking like, love Burton. It was it was all Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, right? And like, and then Corpse Bride came out. Tons. Uh, did of you get a Jack lot of Skellington stuff? Tons of Corpse Bride stuff. Tons of Willy Wonka stuff. Willy Wonka. Yeah, wow. the, uh, yeah. his version of Willy Wonka. Right. Tons of that. Um, right. Okay. But, but it was just this total obsession that I personally couldn't understand. Right. Oh, Edward Scissorhands, obviously, you know. Right. Right. Like the goth prince, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like uh, Sweeney Todd. Like he, I think he and Johnny Depp working together for so long kind of ruined Johnny Depp, too. I mean, current Johnny Depp is ruined. Like, yeah. of course, let's let's get that out of the but, way. But, but like, like overall, Johnny Depp, it wasn't really that that's uh, tr- big a deal. Either, that's true. In my opinion. That's true. Like once Johnny Depp hit a vein that was basically like his character. That's what I was saying. Like his exactly. his working with Tim Burton was like his. It was one note, like the same note across all those movies. You know, it, it all started with like Edward Scissorhands. That same kind of, I I guess like kind of dandy, like kind of like a a very like fop esque performance, very like uptight and like. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, very like classical kind of like yeah, kind of like yeah, uh, yeah. No, I get it. Zipped up, and it, it's definitely hard to explain the overall performance. It was good. I'm not bashing that performance. That was actually pretty decent of him. Honestly, I think that's his most memorable, in my opinion, because of just it was acting. You know, everything else right. is just like Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah like he he stopped like uh i can't blame him for stopping once he got like pirates of the caribbean and oh, he dude. just kept the act he kept the accent forever you know <laughs> yeah and on top of that he was just copying keith richards like for like five movies yeah you know yeah which well, yeah, they even know. got keith richards to be his dad in that dream sequence or whatever you kind of have to at that point yeah well like, you, you kind of have to like pay him the disney money so he doesn't like he probably didn't give a shit. But, you know, if his lawyer one day was like, look, give a shit. He'd be like, OK, you know, like, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but um, like horror adjacent, like it, it, it works really well with superheroes. You know, like it, that, that's why I was like Tim Burton. And that, that was our first like big superhero movie. And it works like horror adjacent. So, yeah. like, I'm wondering, yeah, you're if, right about that. you know, if. And like if uh, New Mutants ever comes out, so so New Mutants recently they they had a virtual thing for Comic Con this year. It was like Comic Con at home, where it's like just kind of yeah, it was kind of live streaming little panels and stuff. Neat idea, you know. It's just cool. every all these celebrities via Zoom and stuff like that. Point of it is they showed a new trailer for New Mutants, and it's still they're still saying it's going to be released on August twenty eighth. They haven't said how. 
So it's man. very. <laughs> yeah, and New Mutants, yeah, as you know, for those who don't know, it's been in limbo for like three years now, three, four years even. Like it's it's been a while. It was basically yeah. when did Dark Phoenix? Well, when did Dark Phoenix come out? Um, Dark Phoenix uh, came out what like two years ago, I think. Right? Yeah, it was like twenty eighteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because it wasn't last year, right? Yeah, it wasn't last year, so it had and to be so twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was around the same time New Mutants was. It was like maybe a year before that. So it's been like two, three years that it's been. It was basically like a Cabin in the Woods. You know, when Cabin in the Woods was like, oh, it was filmed five years before it yeah, actually came it out. it was put on the shelf because of studio financial stuff and legal stuff, I think, or some shit like that. But the same yeah, thing for New you, Mutants, too, right? Yeah, it got caught up in the whole, like, Disney getting the X-Men licenses back from, or Disney buying Fox. Like, it got caught up in that. It was one of those. But, like, while Dark, Dark Phoenix was there and ready, and they're like, fuck it. Like, Dark Phoenix just came out, like, before the whole thing kicked in. Now it's at Disney's mercy. You know, it's like, do are they going to release it on VOD? Are they going to release it on Disney Plus? Are they going to put it on Hulu, maybe? But it still says August 28th. Like, it, and it was a trailer they just put together. They even showed, like, the first two minutes of the movie, which were kind of whack but you know, really the, yeah i haven't like, had a chance uh, to actually see that but that's uh disappointing after all this time that's the first thing we actually see of length from the movie and it's kind of whack that sucks yeah i mean the new trailer was okay like the new trailer looked cool like it looked like x-men stuff you know and like there's horror adjacent elements in it like it's not I don't know where all the talk of it being like a horror movie came out of. You know why? Like, because the first trailer that dropped for the movie, like legit made it seem like a horror movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So the the very first time we saw a trailer for the new mutants, um, it was attached to a horror movie. I remember seeing it in theaters. I forget which movie, but you know, I, I definitely remember seeing it in a smaller kind of, you know, horror movie kind of um, reel. And mm-hmm. it, it definitely looked like it was, a whole lot darker than what is probably what they're pushing now, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Like there, there's, shit. it looks cool. It's, he's got X-Men fights, you know, and like, there's some scary looking, scary adjacent stuff in it, like monster stuff. You know, and there's a thing called demon bear. There's like a, a monster shadow bear thing. Well, and like that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just like, listen, look, if, if they drop it on VOD, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. No problem, right? Yeah, I'm not going yeah. to the theater for this thing. Um, yeah, it's it's bad enough. It's been pushed back before the pandemic over and over and over again. Even after they actually got the release rights, right? So, like, mm-hmm. why am I gonna go out of my way to even bother with this if it's conveniently on my on demand list over here? I'll definitely take a peep at it. But um, that being said, welcome, folks, to episode mm-hmm. forty two of uh, the uh, official Course Feed podcast, The Morgue. Um, and with me, always, from comicbook.com, Mr. Nick Valdez. What's up, Tex? Howdy, everybody. How are you doing, Arturo? I'm good. I'm good. Um, and again, we have this conversation almost every time we talk these mm-hmm. days as about uh, the delays of the movie theater uh, releases and what's going to come out and what's, uh, what's not going to come out. And recently, we've, you know... 
I laughed at the fact that uh, you told me that Tenant is officially um, uh, gonna be yes, you know, put on the shelf until further notice, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Tenant was delayed indefinitely, and so was Mulan. Disney's Mulan just got delayed indefinitely. Oh. Uh, the the Avatar, the sequel to Avatar, that you know that's been James Cameron's been working on forever. It was so they. It was funny because he put a note out like on Twitter, you know, the official announcement was like from James Cameron on Twitter or, you know, statement or whatever. And he said, oh, they they were they had it ready for a December 2021 release. And it's like, oh, sure you did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I'm like, uh, I wasn't expecting to see that movie anytime soon anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I was like, like, we'll see it five years down the line. I'll be fine with it. Whatever. Yeah, it just got put to like tw- now it's December 2022. But it was funny because in the note it was like, oh, we had it ready for like we were gearing yeah, up for like this. Yeah, right. And it's like, no, you didn't. No, now yeah, he's right. giving himself yeah. more official time now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah can, that's what it was. We can do more basically. stuff now. We can do more stuff. And, and um, you know, but, fine, whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it's uh, yeah, like like Tenet reportedly is thinking labor day like a labor day opening what, but like year, right? no no this year really Tenet. like that's that's the report for that what? but no like <laughs> the one changed, thing that dude. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that hasn't been delayed that is doing the right thing which you know so we're getting a new movie this year Arturo, like a legit new movie in theaters, Listen, but also VOD. Invisible yeah. Man needs so. some competition, you know? <laughs> right. So here, here we go. Bell and Ted face the music. September 1st, Arturo. It's set for September 1st in limited theaters. So it's basically like whatever theaters are open, you know, at the time they're doing it. Which hey, is smart, listen, right? That's awesome. I'll be I'll be there at midnight, whatever that drops on that, you know, on that Thursday night or something after we talk or and that's like I'm gonna watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it's it, it's also dropping on VOD, so it'll be like, yeah, well, it, we're still gonna watch it opening night. It'll just be like, oh, whatever it drops, we'll be here to watch it. That's gotta you be know, Keanu's call too. Be like, yeah, you guys just gotta release it. Like, fuck it, you know. It's like, yeah, it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, like, like, you like know. here's some money, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was that expensive to make the sequel, you know. Yeah, and it's it's a passion project anyway. You know, so it's like it, it's it's basically only going to be the fan base and like maybe, you know, anybody else. But now that everybody's going to be at home, fuck it. <laughs> everybody's going to watch Billy exactly. Tag. Why not? Dude? And uh, after seeing the recent trailer, um, I'm, I'm even more excited. Um, it's dope. Yes. So, um, you know, Bill and Ted seem to go in the past because now they have to find that song that that saves the world. Um, mm-hmm. And then their daughters actually see this happen, which is dope. And they go and they try and like I guess get together all these different crazy uh, musicians from around time. Um, and, yes, which is kind of reminiscent of them d- doing their history project, you know, in part one. Yeah, you know, just gathering all these bi- people. Yeah, their daughters are doing the Bill and Ted thing, yeah, it's which is great, you know. And Samara uh, Samara Weaving is one of the daughters, like. No, yeah, it's Bill's daughter. Bill, she's playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's playing Bill's daughter, which is fucking like it's fucking great. Like, yeah. I was like, hell yeah! So she knows what's up, and you know, Samara Weaving's in it. That first trailer was a little bit stiff. You know, I was just like, I, I, you know, I love Billy Ted, but I don't, I don't love it like that. 
you know, to where to where I'm willing to drop everything for the third one. Agreed. But but the second one's much better. I was like, okay, now that I know what story you're telling, now that I know it's like, okay, they their lives are fucked up because they they they've never grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been chasing this one song like forever. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much, it's cool they gave that little introspective view as to what they've been doing this whole time is just trying to find that song, you know. And and yeah. they've been living in that moment for a while, and they can't even be separated. Even they show them in uh, in couples therapy with their wives, yes. you know. And it's supposed to be just. You know them and their wife, but it's just them two with their wives, and it's uh, it's cool. I hope, uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Yeah, I agree. You know what uh, has been dope, my man, is this final mm. girl summer event we've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. ever since uh, the beginning of June, man, we've been bringing you the scream. Right, we've been giving you. Uh, last week we gave you Elm Street. It's been fun. It's been fun going back and reminiscing on all these awesome characters uh jane levy was one of the first ones we did uh she was great mm-hmm. evil dead right um mm-hmm. we did Melissa george who's done a bunch of cool movies man uh mm-hmm. and uh and this week we're talking about uh about carrie uh this one movie in particular has um a couple of women performances that are just kind of kind of classic in terms of the horror that actually comes out of the movie unexpectedly, right? So, mm. um, when you when you think of Carrie, right, people think automatically, you know, the pig's blood, the prom scene, you know. But yes, um, the movie's deeper than that. Um, that's just the blanket on top of the bed. You know what I mean? The actual story um, is even deeper and darker and and more horrific than what she did to those people who actually deserve what they got, you know? Um, but it's one of those stories that has... Actually, it's not two. It's actually three because the gym teacher as well plays a, a big pivotal role in this whole thing as well as as the mother, obviously, and Carrie. And um, it's a movie that I've seen before, but seeing it again, as I said, it just... The real monsters of the movie just come out as as you mentioned as like just the people themselves you know because carrie is this person who's just in the background of everything and you know she's made fun of and bullied and all that stuff but then she begins to become aware of her what do you call it a telekinetic powers right yeah like the so first like before we really break into it we got to talk about why we're doing it for final girl summer in the first place because you know it's not it's not a traditional final girl story story so uh based on the stephen king novel you know, uh, it was adapted to. There's a couple of different ones. The ones we're talking about specifically is the Brian De Palma one. And De Palma, he's a director who, you know, he it's kind of divisive. Like De Palma has some good shit. Yeah, he did. He, he's um, also Scarface, and uh, mm-hmm. he did. Uh, what else did he fucking do? He, he's done a lot of. He's done a lot of good stuff, but he's also done some bunk stuff. I know. I was looking at his filmography, and I was like, oh, he did this. Oh, but he also did. Oh, he did that. All right. So um, you just kind of move on from him. But he did uh, The Untouchables. He did Carlito's Way. He actually did uh, the first Mission Impossible um, Mm -hmm. that started that franchise. And that is still, I think, the best of the franchise. Um, It was – it's – 
ahead of its time that one actually that, that was a good movie um but then right. he has a bunch of other junk under his uh under his belt as well you know black dog yeah, was whack. Uh, snake eyes was whack you yeah. know <laughs> yeah yeah this would be like he he's not a like a perfect director and carrie carrie does have its problems which we'll we'll get into but the only reason we're talking about it is like he's there's there's not a lot of horror where it's very like I mean, it sucks that Stephen King wrote this and not like it's not like a a female writer yeah. or like a female director because it's such a like uniquely feminine story. It the, really is. The, the, yeah. Uniquely like feminine horror. You know, it's it's very deeply based on like it. It's a horror film that's specifically about these girl troubles. Like these teenage girl troubles exaggerated in such a way where it's like, and it sucks that it, like I said, at the end of the day, it sucks that Stephen King wrote it, but it's also one that does deserve, like, it's a final girl monster. It's yeah. It's taking some, it, like, it yeah. really, it really is. Um, and Carrie is a final girl. She is the last one standing after it's all burnt down and said and done. You know what I mean? Um, and yes. she does do it in her own way, you know? Um, which she takes control of the situation and she kind of ends it in a way where she could have gotten away, but then like, no, she decides that, you know what, this is, I'm also a monster too, you know? It, it's, it's the, it's the self-defense matter of it. It's basically like, uh, a, a good example of this in later years was, uh, your next had this where it's the final girl taken to like and uh ready or not had this too where it's like the final girl just did a lot in yeah. terms of like violence and it's like that that's the kind of thing carrie steering into like if if the payback was taken to the nth degree you know if yeah. the fighting back was taken to like this ultra violent degree and you know in ultraviolet in terms of like 70s violence you know <laughs> yeah no but listen like but um, it is yes, ultraviolet 70s yes. violence but if you think about what exactly happened she just completely mm-hmm. burned down this building with the entire senior class of her high school including the teachers so they're all yeah dead. so um her her kill rate is is way up here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, which is crazy because it's like it's a it's a kill rate that didn't have to happen, but yes, it did absolutely. because you know those people are just fucking jerks, man. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's it's why we it's why we like like uh, high school horror stories, you know, because stuff like uh, like disturbing behavior yes. is what I always like. Uh, I, it's one. one I'm like I'm one. surprised we yeah like I remember us talking about that one one day and we were like oh fuck you saw disturbing behavior <laughs> I saw yeah I, I snuck in theaters bro. <laughs> Snuck into oh, theaters yeah, to see that one, dude. I saw that when I saw disturbing behavior. It was part of uh, it was at the drive-in, and it was a two. It was a double feature with Mystery Men, I believe. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Mystery Men and disturbing behavior. Yeah, because I <laughs> it was either that or Spice World. I always mix up those those two trips. But uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's a heck of a trip, my man. Yeah, but like the, my 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 main point here is like it's it's these high school drama stuff that's like taken to the horror degree, you know, where it's like it, these people these kids are monsters, you know, <laughs> like, they're they're terrible people. Like she she has her uh, she has her first period 
in in the shower in the beginning, which is like I said, it's such a super weird movie in terms of like tone too. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's very like, weird. Um, just off the bat, like, you know, you get the girls um having their gym class and everything, and then they there's this introduction. This is pretty much you know intro rolling credit scene, pretty much you know with just yeah. Uh, the girls just getting changed and showering, which is really yeah. weird. I was like, Wait. it was weirdly like sexually charged, right? Yeah, like, there's uh, a lot of close ups, a lot of slow motion, and then Carrie, as you said, uh, she has her period, right? And yes. because of her mother, she was not aware of what was going on, like what was going on with her body um, as she mm-hmm. got older. What happens is everyone just gangs up on her when she like is asking for help because she's she doesn't know what the fuck this is. Why is she bleeding? And everyone just automatically starts shaming her, throwing fucking what was it tampons and menstrual yeah. pads at her, telling her to plug it up. And, yeah. you know, the gym teacher, like, says this. And it's it's cool. It's very cool to see a character like that, especially in a movie of, of that age um, where you have, like, a teacher actually, you know, being a good fucking teacher and being aware of, uh, of bullies and what the hell's going on, you know. Usually you see right. these uh, supporting characters kind of, you know, for, be forgetful or ignoring what's going on. So it's really, it, it was yeah. really cool to see that. Yeah, because that makes it like a different kind of horror movie. Because yeah. in, in horror, she would have been, t- everybody would have been terrible, like yes. across the board. Exactly. But like Carrie, Carrie inserts those little levels that, like, like I said, it's more like the the teen drama stuff. Like it's it's basically like they, it's a like reverse. She, it's she's all that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or it's it, like she. It is. But, it it but kind of like is it, though. Instead of finding out, it's a bet. Like Carrie gets a fucking pick blood dumped on her you know and it's the same kind of shit where she's like it was a bet like they hurt her feelings but like during this like but during this whole thing it's super complicated with all this other extra shit on top of it like it's not just the fact that these people are being mean to her at school it's also the fact that she's at home being raised raised like ultra religiously yeah you know and like she has a mother who did not explain her the sexual stuff to her because like oh any mention of any sex but it's like it's not sex it's just part of her body yeah. you know and like it's it's shit like that where <laughs> and then her mother like forces that into her head too like the whole like the the classic they're all gonna laugh at you yeah they're all gonna they're laugh, all gonna at, laugh you. at you they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> yeah, and that's a classic. It, uh, that's a classic comedic kind of line, but like it comes from a dark scene, you know. Like it's just yeah. this mother, uh, kind of just shaming her daughter for wanting to grow up and wanting to socialize and be normal. It, it's weird too because it's the kind of movie that you can kind of pull off as like a teen movie, you know. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, and she's all that, right? So like, yeah. So that's a that's legit a teen movie, but this can have that same vibe, but then it has that darker undertone. But this is what I'm saying: the real horror comes from the home. It's not that whole oh I'm gonna get revenge thing, you know, because that turns horror right at the end when she burns everybody up in the building, but. Yeah, uh, the underlying horror and the consistent horror was always every time she was at home, you know, yes. um, and, and that's what drove her um, to kind of believe as well. Like at the end, um, you know, what was weird at the end, uh, just to skip a bit, um, how she thought 
Everyone was laughing at her. I was a little confused. What were they actually laughing, or was she picturing them laughing? Because at first, well, it, see, it, that's the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like it, at that point, it doesn't matter. No, you she's know, at the, no, exactly. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. She's far gone already by that point. Yeah, like they had to have been laughing somewhat. But I think when uh, when the bucket falls in the guy's head, you know, yeah. he dies. Like, <laughs> does he really die? Like he just hit. Oh, he was got. He just got knocked the fuck out, pretty much by the he's, bucket. Right? He, he well, got I mean, yes, at, at the he, end, he he did die eventually. Yeah, and like that was that was another thing too. Like uh, going back to what we were talking about before, where uh, it's weird to have some people who aren't terrible in these yeah. kinds of movies. Like that that guy ultimately wasn't terrible either. And like he was, used, like, he, he was being used. He was being used by his guy. girl. Yeah, he yeah. Was. He was the jock. He was the ultra jock. You know, and he. He was he's the one you would first suspect being like, oh, yeah, this guy's an asshole. But no, he ultimately ended up being like super nice to her and was genuine about everything. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a, a super nice dude. And, it, you know, it's funny, too, about his girlfriend, how the gym teacher thought that she was the one trying to sabotage shit because. Yeah. Yeah, because he was the one who took Carrie, like, the boyfriend took Carrie to the prom. And now here she is. Like, I thought you weren't supposed to be here. So, like, it's funny how also no one really knew what happened, you know, except for yes. uh, that chick, you know, who's who, by the way, appears in the sequel in the Rage Carry Two. Yes, yes, I was, yeah, I was um, gonna bring yeah. that up too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, damn, I'm like, I can't believe they actually got her back to do the sequel, dude. You know, you know, funny story. I actually saw Carry Two before I saw the original one. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, my my dad rented it from Blockbuster one night. It was just one. Of, it was one of those. It was just like, oh, the Rage Carry Two, and it was like, okay, and I was like, cool. It, it was fine. <laughs> like I knew of Carry, right? But like I saw part two in its entirety, like understanding the movie in its entirety before yes. I did that with Carry. You know, but yeah, I knew exactly. of the premise of Carrie of what happened, you know, but like the rage Carrie too, which is always like a, a, like a title that I always remember the rage Carrie too, because you know? it's so weird, you know, because it's it, it's funny. Like it's it's a funny title. It makes which, no sense. Exactly. You shouldn't even have to call it Carrie too. You just call it the rage, you know. It's because it's just a girl who has telekinetic powers. It has nothing to do with Carrie White. You know, it's just an, another girl. And it, you know what's cool about that, though? That's something you can actually keep going in sequels and shit, you know? Like, and, and that's also would be a great way to find, like, good, like, like women uh, who are, like, able to play these actresses, you know, like these characters, I mean. You know, because let's say... Do, dude. Do it conjuring a Jace... And be like, oh, it's the spirit of Carrie White. You can do that, but also you can still have the premise of Carrie. Because the, the the main premise of Carrie is just the telekinetic oh, yeah. stuff, right? So well, that's what they did in Rage 2, right? It was just this different girl uh, who was raised under yeah, similar circumstances. exactly. But that's why you don't have to have Carrie 2 at the end, you know? It, it can be, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. you, you <laughs> know? <laughs> That's what oh, makes okay. it so weird because you don't the even ca- have to the have the carry universe, right? Ca- okay, yeah, but even that sounds fucking weird. But <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, what would you have? Like the, the carry chronicles, right? Yeah, the carry chronicles. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one, Arturo. Right, I dig that one. But like, yeah, then, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, but you're right. It's it's just an idea. Like it, it it is. It's just a girl with superpowers, and there there have been a lot of recent things like that. Like the um, what was that Netflix show? That one with the girl from it. Uh, the one who played. It, oh, I am not Hansel okay with this. Yeah, and Gretel. Gretel. Yeah. yeah, from Gretel. Yeah, Gretel from Hansel and Gretel, or Gretel and Hansel. Terrible. I think, yeah, whatever. But Man, yeah, like they're, they're the those movies exist, Arturo. They're out there. The Carrie Chronicles then exist, right? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the Carrie Chronicles, Chronicles exist. But yeah, um, they that's something. If the studio had thought clearly, they could have fucking dragged <laughs> that shit out for like another a third movie at least, like. What is it like the Rage Two Carry Three, right? <laughs> <laughs> the shit. What would you even call it? The, the anger. Rage. The, the yeah, anger the Carry anger. Three. <laughs> the wrath Carry Three. Uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, the wrath Carry Three. <laughs> or pure hatred oh. Carry Three. Speaking of Carrie's sequels, uh, do you ever see the reboot? You know what? I saw a couple of scenes, but not really okay. the whole thing. Have you? Oh, yes. So I was going to bring this up, too. So it it's not good. It's basically like the same movie. Yeah. Like there, there, there are like some sequences they copy. Like not copy because it, it's tough to say because it is based on the same book. But, you know, these scenes don't have to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it could be a different kind of looking locker room. It could be like a different kind of like. But you know what, though? And, Maybe if they did try something new, it would have been trash. <laughs> yeah, because like there's there's weird stuff in it. Like uh, she makes a girl throw up. Like oh, I no. think with her psychic powers, I think I think that was one of the things. Like I'm trying to remember. All I remember very clearly is when um, she kills the two people in the car, you know, in the new one. She's yeah. like, they're driving towards her. But in the new one, it kind of crumples up into CG. Like it kind of blows up, but kind of also does. A, it blows up, but then it does a little CG crumble, I think, before it turns into like a real thing. I'm remembering it looked really awkward when it happened. And I was just like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, the only I, thing I remember seeing about that movie is when she is looking out the window at the flag, right? And she makes it yeah. stop or something. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. all I really remember. So the problem with that, too, is it was Chloe Grace Moretz. And, like, she's fine. But also, it was that stage of her career where it's like she wasn't quite old enough yet to be, like, considered an adult. But she was also too old for high school stuff. Yeah. So, like, it also kind of, it, it was just kind of weird, but at the same time, she was kind of babyface. Like, this is like a babyface girl. I was like, you're too young, but also too old. It's just something, it was just something didn't fit about it. Yeah, I, I mean, she was good as, um, what was her name in Kick-Ass again? Oh, like, Hit Girl? Yeah. Yeah, Hit Girl. Like, like she was good at Hit Girl, right? Um, and she was good in the reboot, not the reboot, but the remake of I Let the Right Run In, right? Or I should say was, the the, re, the remake of Let Me In, right? No, yes, the remake let of the Let right the Right one, one In. Yeah, Let the Right One is the OG one. You had it right. Yeah, you got okay, it. You got all right, good. Just making sure. We've talked about that before where it's like a, 
uh, an actress starts popping up in a lot of stuff at one time. Yeah, that, she, that's what happened with her, honestly. She wasn't ready for mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And honestly, um, I think her best stuff was probably uh, the uh, voicing Wednesday in the new Adam's Fallon movie. She, she actually did a pretty good job of that. Yes, I but, agree. But um, other than that, like, she she kind of reminds me of, like, an American Emma Watson. You know, she's, like, her face is just very, like, you know how yes. she, you know how, I can see how like, how um, Emma Watson was terrible for Belle and Beauty and the Beast, right? Because her, <laughs> yeah. face, was, her face just didn't emote properly, right? So, yeah, like, she just doesn't yeah. have a face. Yeah. yeah, Chloe's the same way, you know? It's, um, you know, hopefully she gets better. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but I did not watch that one because I heard terrible things. And uh, as you yeah. just proved and, and confirmed it it, it was it was average like it, it's not it's not good but it's also not like a terrible movie it's not the rage carry 2 you know? <laughs> the rage carry 2 is pretty trash man it, it was trash i remember even knowing it was trash back then yeah like i i think by the time i had seen it i'd seen enough movies to understand like when one was bad and <laughs> what was trash <laughs> What do you remember that day for yourself, Arturo? Like I, I always try to think of that. Like, uh, when did you start realizing that some movies were good and some were bad? You know. You know what? Like, uh, I think I mentioned before on the show that uh, we've had a hot box growing up, so that's what like an illegal cable box. You know. Right. Um, right. And I used to watch pay per view movies all the time, so this is why I'm so I became so into movies, and I think I kind of knew. When was the first one? Because, like, I knew Primal Fear was really good. And Primal Fear is a movie with Richard Gere and fucking Ed Norton when Ed Norton is I, a choir boy, right? I agree. Yeah, that shit was legit. Yeah. So I, I was like, that's a good movie, you know? But at the same time, I was saying that, you know, Don't Be a Menace to South Central, you know? It's also <laughs> a really good movie, you know? Right, but, right. You know, so I, I couldn't really compare. But I knew it was good, you know? But The Rage Carry 2, I knew that was bad. Oh, you know, I oh, you know what I knew was bad too. Um, uh, which one was it? Um, an American Werewolf in Paris. Um, mm, yes, yeah, the reboot I remember of, of, of American Werewolf, right? With that dude, with that fuck, that fucking guy's name. Oh, from uh, from uh, doing that thing you do, <laughs> the drummer. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. He he was in that fucking movie, and that movie was fucking terrible. So I knew that was bad. So probably I would say when I was around 10, 10, 11, I knew it was trash. Yeah, yeah, I I would say the same age too because I like because the way the way my dad worked, he would just like he would he would find a lot of stuff that came off of trucks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a truck driver. Yeah. Let me just say that much, you know. And so he would like he would usually occasionally bring just these giant boxes of movies. And so that's what it would be, just giant tapes of like random shit. So like that's how I saw like like um Donnie Br- like Donnie Brasco and stuff like that. Donnie fuck, I always forget his name. Yeah, Donnie Brasco, uh, right? F- yes. But so okay. <laughs> so we'd find these movies and I remember it was Jim Belushi and Arnold Schwarzenegger, this one called or no, it wasn't Jim Belushi, it was like Steven Seagal or some shit. So Redline. I remember watching Redline and Oh, that's being, the one like, we're here. Were there like uh, like Soviet soldiers or something? Yes, yeah. I remember watching yeah. it, and not I was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't that good. You know why? You know why? Because it was Belushi. You know, it, it, it was just yes. Belushi. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I was watching it with my dad, and I was just like, he was asleep, and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, I clearly remember when I was in sixth grade, um, and I was excited to see the sequel of The Crow, um, oh, and I saw it, and I was no. like, wow, this is trash. So, uh, The Crow City of Angels, trash. They got that Dude. Vincent Perez guy to play, um, you know, I'm not sure if that was Eric Draven, even, if he was playing um, I don't think he was. Dude, what was the? F- have you okay? What was the first movie you ever walked out of? Uh, while Shit, you're thinking, man. I'll tell. Uh, while you're thinking, I'll tell you mine. Patch Adams. <laughs> it was Patch Adams because if you remember, they advertised this as like a goofy Robin Williams comedy. They, yo, they definitely <laughs> did advertise it because it was like, oh look, he's the goofy doctor and blah blah blah. Yes, and you know he's like a clown. It was like dope, yeah. cool, you know. And, and then you know, I, that was sad. I went and saw my cousins. <laughs> I went, I went with my cousins, and it was super sad. And I remember, I remember this vividly to this day. Walking out, he there's a scene where he's got like a butterfly in his hand that like flies out of his hand or something like that. And he's just like watching a butterfly. I remember walking out and looking back and seeing this. <laughs> That's perfect. That's the perfect time to fucking walk out of that movie. To this day, I've yet to see the full movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've never gone back and watched like, but that was the first movie I ever walked out of. I remember that see. to this day. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever walked out of a movie theater. Like We, we have. Together we have. You and I have. Which movie was that? <laughs> this is Barbershop 3, you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck fucking, this shit. Fucking, you know, Barbershop, we thought it was going to be a good time. We were like, you know, same thing. Promotions are like good jokes. The other Barbershop movies are good. You know, like they're they're funny, they're good movies, but then like, are they good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Barbershop three though, it was too much, too much fucking affairs going on. Yeah, it's it like, was come like, on, man. it was super serious. I was like, what the? F- I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't but funny then, at all. But then, like, yeah, because the first one had it with like the the Keith David stuff. You know, yeah. that he was threatening to like buy him out or kill him. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, exactly. But, but like, it had the jokes in it. <laughs> <laughs> man like, yeah we fucked out of that one or two totally forgot about that you see it, i just scrub them from my mind it's yeah like, why, it, i walked see, out but, of that thing but you know you probably wouldn't have walked out of carrie because it, it you wouldn't find out it's like a horror movie until like the very fucking end like legit, yeah. it's not a horror movie until those last like 10 minutes in the remake, how's uh, a relationship between the mother and Carrie? It's the same. That's what it's I mean. Like it's t- it's tough to judge because it's based yeah. on a book, you know. And it's like, oh, how much is just the book? But it's it's just the same. Like it's it it was one of those back then where they just didn't experiment that much and they yeah. kind of just did the same thing, you know. Like it. it like Friday the Thirteenth, they just did it again, just like super dark. <laughs> I did it again. Yeah, I guess they they forget that like Friday the Thirteenth had a lot of kills in the daytime. Yeah, I did or at actually. Least, uh, well, that, or at least like a lot of good movies areas. though. Like a lot of of those old school like uh, slasher films, like always have daytime kills uh, because mm-hmm. they weren't afraid to show the practical stuff, you know. And uh, just to go back to the carry. Um, 
for instance, uh, there was some stuff in like in the gym, for example, once a pig's blood got on her, right? Um, it mm-hmm. was cool how they just kind of rigged the whole entire location to like close those doors at the same time. I liked how they fucking busted out the uh, the hose, right? And the yeah. hose was like uh, it's just spraying everybody down. I remember fucking just blasting people in the ear. Yeah, dude, yeah. blasting people in the fucking face. I think it hit that girl with the hat in the face. I think yeah. she died because of that. <laughs> She's like, dude, knock like, the fuck out. I think there is there is legit a legit. Uh, a story or like urban legend or one of those things where someone went deaf because of that shit uh they got dude, blasted. i mean yeah if you think about it with a fire hose like that um the pressure coming out of that thing um can definitely blast your eardrums especially if you have it in your face so it probably knocked <laughs> you unconscious first right and then when you woke yeah. up you probably had no fucking couldn't hear shit you know, this is so fucking seventies, dude. Like dude, fucking, <laughs> fucking, and it was what at one scene where fucking Travolta has to kill that pig. That's oh, I, yeah. I, I totally forgot that that I totally forgot that that's how they actually got the blood. I knew they went and got it out of pig's farm, but I didn't. I totally forgot they actually killed the pig for the blood. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty brutal and over the top, you know. It's wild that it's John Travolta too, right? Let's just say that straight up. You know, you remember that he was in movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember uh, when he was, uh, you know, cool with like, look who's talking. You know, that's a oh movie. man, oh, great John Travolta. Um, I know. And then he did what Battle a career. Oh, yo, Battle. He never recovered from Battlefield Earth because he that's never did. like it's great. I'm I'm glad Forrest Whitaker did though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker really bounced back, but it's because he's good. Because he's Forrest Whitaker. He's actually a good actor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not a fucking yeah. John Travolta. That's the thing, too. Like, is John Travolta a good actor? Is I mean, it, his best. Honestly, the, the, the best movie I've seen him in is Face Off. I can't think of another Travolta movie that I, you know, that he's actually good in besides Face Off. And if you think about it, Face Off has two of the craziest actors in Hollywood, Travolta and fucking Cage, and they each copy each other to the fucking T, you know? Yeah, I guess, uh, like, it, if you have to keep up with, like, that era Nick Cage, you kind of oh. have to go all in. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what's funny? Maybe that's when Travolta broke, you know? Trying to copy <laughs> Nick Cage, you know? If maybe, if maybe trying to copy Nick Cage was his joker, you know? Yeah, it, it finally dude. broke him. It finally fucking broke him. It's one, one bad day. One yeah. bad day. Speaking of bad days, <laughs> fucking Carrie had a heck of a fucking bad day. So after getting fucking dropped with pig's blood, she mm-hmm. has to walk home with those shoes on, by the way. As she's mm-hmm. walking home. As we mentioned before, there was, uh, you know, John Travolta, as we as we were just talking about, and uh, the chick from RoboCop, by the way, what a bitch she was. Like, damn. <laughs> like, even her friends were like, yo, just shut up. Stop being a bitch. Like, like stop it. Um, Dude, and uh, uh, she will, she legit, like, was trying to run over Carrie, right? Um, yes. And then, you know, obviously the car flips over after Carrie looks at it and stuff. But it's, it's hilarious how, like, well, you know, you kind of caused this. Yeah. <laughs> You are the sole purpose why, you know, how many, you know, probably hundreds of people just died tonight. And uh, after that happened, the movie keeps going, right? Which goes back to the horror itself back home, you know? So Mm -hmm. she goes back home in a kind of 
with a big fat L, you can say, you know, because she has to go home back to her mom and kind of be like, you, you know what, your mom, you were right, you know, they all laughed at me, this is what happened, so she goes home, she cleans herself up, you know, she encounters her mom, she, she's sad because her mom was right, and you know, all these people died, and blah, 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 so her mom, get, you know, gives her a hug, but then all of a sudden fucking just stabs her in the fucking back, legit. Takes a big butcher knife, stabs her right in the back, and that was fucking wild. So the mom is trying to just completely eradicate her seed, just saying how, oh, you know, um, the minute you became a woman, that's when the guys showed up and all that stuff, and to talked about her father, and, and like her father you know, was drunk and all this. There was just a lot of, a lot going on towards the end of the movie. After she got stabbed, the mother's, I, I kept going at her, kept going at her. Um, and we have a legit slasher, you know, uh, like, mm-hmm. like movie sequences right there at the end where you have the mother just going after Carrie and then Carrie just using her powers and, just, you know, tossing a bunch of fucking knives and shit. So, and then you flash forward when that girl who witnessed everything, she has that dream and have, like, it's a very, freddy kind of ending where carrie just pulls that arm out at the end um and and grabs her arm and kind of freaks her out and her mom has to wake her up because she's freaking out and it's wild just looking at that because um in that dream sequence you see how by the way that's right so carrie's house implodes (laughs) pretty much it it, (laughs) it kind of swallows it yeah she fucking just psychic sick the fuck out of there dude yeah it's like legit like the house exploded and fucking burnt down on top of that um she took that shit to hell dude dude legit so in that dream this chick sue was having she dreams that uh that she's walking to carrie's pretty much house and there's like this mass grave and this cross on it said for sale and then a carrie white burns in hell and Mm -hmm. it's funny because I definitely forgot that she was kind of dreaming because she is the only one that knows what happened, you know, and that, you know, Carrie was set off because of the events of that night and those really fucked up people. So, but then, you know, her hand comes out, grabs her and she just wakes up and uh, she's fucked for life. But the movie in total, like has a lot of layers on it. Um, It's done Mm -hmm. very well in terms of just storytelling. Like we mentioned before, there's a lot of technical things that could be fixed. Um, especially certain shots uh, and certain focuses were just yeah, kind of like, whoa. Like, there's a lot of that like. weird, yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, film school stuff. Like, you yeah. you know, you're trying that, that two-camera two thing where it's like you you kind of grease the angle. You grease the lens so, like, it focuses one and then the other one. And yeah, like in the classroom, right? That. Yeah. But, yeah, then you have the split screen during the mass murder. Oh, yeah, the, like, like that's... Uh, that like a kaleidoscope looking kind of uh like lens right yeah they did that. That's what I'm but, s- it was a, yeah, but, there was a lot of weird stuff yeah, yeah but then the palm also has like a, a very close-up shots of nipples and shit you know <laughs> and, and it's like dude, chill. it's like we yeah, get it was, like you know we get it that's why that whole like credit sequence is super weird it sets like a weird tone like because it's like it's not hypersexual about it like in no, fact, but like exactly, like it, it adds a hypersexual tone to like the the already kind of like puberty and a lot of stuff. Like it's it's a layer that that's not necessary. You it's know? not, especially <laughs> because they're in high school. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a it's a motherly horror anyway. You know, it's a twist on the mother's love kind of shit. Uh, you know, it's love not like baby. 
Yeah, it's the it's the mommy dearest shit, you know, you just made made horror. And so you don't need like that weird hypersexuality. You don't need like Yeah, because the fucking- like, ultimately it's not even about that. You know, there's nothing yeah. like there's no rape in the movie, which is good. Like there's no like like the only thing that's really sexual well in terms of, you know, the you know the John Travolta and stuff making out and shit with his girlfriend, but like the, the only sexual thing about the whole thing was you know the period, yeah, menstruation. Carrie just finding out, oh shit, I just hit puberty, you know. So yeah, like so that's, see him film that way, yeah. Yeah, and really... then they keep using that throughout the movie, like when she um, makes her own prom dress and the mother just points out like, oh look at look at you, and she's like, oh mother, they're just breasts. You know, and then <laughs> and then there's a close up of just her breast, and then you know, like, come on, man. Yeah, like, you know, that's insane. Like, Sissy Spacek was great, but like, there's a lot of shit that like kind of objectifies her in a weird way. You know, I think that's and, De Palma, you know, for sure. Yeah, that's the De Palma shit where it's like, because don't turn like the whole thing is her not being an object until she's like breaks and shit. You know, then she becomes a she become then she becomes a thing. She yeah, a monster. I know. That's also Stephen King too. I guess both of them are to blame, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. Like, how much do you blame on the book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how much like, do you I'm blame not, on Stephen King I, again? I'm not reading it, so you know, I'll, I'll I'll take my chances with the movie. I guess you know. Yeah, maybe DePaul read it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, there you go. Got to add this layer to it." Yeah. Where I'll blend the filmmakers and Stephen King because Stephen King probably had to have some kind of like. Uh, you know, say or some kind of like production. Yeah, he was like, do some close ups. Do some close ups. While doing coke, right? That's a <laughs> fucking- allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but, we need um, more close ups. We need more ups. And full frontal nudity that was just like, oh my God, I totally forgot that was in the movie. Yeah, like, I'm very surprised she wasn't naked when they dropped the pig's blood on her. You know, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> that would have been a Jesus much different would. movie, dude. Are we all going through puberty during this movie? My goodness. Like, my goodness. My goodness, indeed. And uh, and with that, folks, uh, let's wrap up this conversation with Carrie. Um, hope you had some fun tonight. Go watch the original Carrie. Go watch the remake if you want to. Go watch the Rage mm. Carrie, too. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only if it's available on demand free, maybe. But uh, again, thank you for joining us. Stay safe out there. Go check out the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, check out Mr. Glenn Morowski's uh, um, uh, SoundCloud out there. He, thanks again, Glenn, for providing us with the intro. Um, I believe he just put out uh, the best of um, a collection that he has there. So go check that out. Thanks, Dell, for uh, the current artwork and the artwork to come. Um, I can't wait to show you guys about that. Um, we're, we're really excited about that. So we're just waiting on the final touches. And you guys will be seeing a new podcast artwork uh, for uh, the morgue. And once again, the scary world out there. We're here to walk you through it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a fucking mask. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.